SportsSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built for tough. And we are here. You don't have to think about it. It is right here. It is right now. How you doing, Brandon Stokely? I'm doing great, Rod. Did I hit all the beats? Did I hit all the beats? You, you, did, you did okay. You did okay. A solid, solid. Um, for your first time with the. Uh, Try with the intro, you know, I thought I thought I thought you did a you did a solid job. I appreciate Rob. you that. did a solid job. I'm uh, Rod Sherrod in for Zach By today, who's on assignment uh, today at a golf course and at uh, USAM, <laughs> and then playing golf and like you know, I mean, he was full of excuses yesterday, full of excuses. I'm like, you know, you know, and, not and, everybody has that grinder mentality that you got, Stoke. Um, no, but you know, like Richie said earlier, um, you know, that's that comes back on me. You know, I was down on him yesterday for doing that, but I've taught him this this move right here, right? You have to <laughs> look out right for, for yourself. yourself. You have to look out for yourself uh, or no one else will. So, you know, when you have an opportunity to go play golf, you go out to USAM is out at Cherry uh, Hills um, today, then then you, you got to take advantage of it, and he's treating himself today. So I can't be all that mad at him. We wish Zach the best, and heck, I'm the one who clicked approve on his uh, time off request, so I guess I can't pick on him too much. It's the last day of training camp. It's, it it's done. This is the last day of training camp. We've been had a wonderful time out here at the DenverSports.com zone. Our dudes at Ting Internet have been tremendous. If you live in Centennial, make Ting your light speed internet provider for as low as $89 a month. Ting.com slash Centennial. Shout out to my dudes Tony and Frank over at Ting who've been hooking up the uh, the ice in the water on the uh, Mr. Stoke. Those guys have been they've treated us tremendous. I know it's not set up today. Blame Richie Carney. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll have a set up play. Oh, we're throwing everybody into the bus. Yeah. We already started with Zach, Richie. We'll, okay. We might hit the entire staff by the time we're done. But in general, it, it's been a blast to be out here, uh, Stoke. Something new, something different, where we've been broadcasting from. We've having people drive by yelling at us, honking at us, all that good stuff. Stoke, today's practice, we can talk about it. We, we both saw it, there, at least from what we saw, maybe not the, the most to dig in uh, compared to, say, yesterday. What I want to ask you and what I want to spend most the show talking about is, now the book is closed on training camp 2023. What did that book tell us? We had a fan war room leading into camp, and I asked everybody kind of their prediction, essentially. Hey, by the time we're done camp, like, what do you think? You think you're going to feel better about the team? You're going to feel worse? Where are you going to be at? So now we've, we're, we're done camp. You know, Stokey, you saw this team a, a ton throughout training camp. Yeah. What is the story of training camp 2023? Well, um, it's still incomplete. There's still a lot of uh, preseason football to go before it really matters, right, before that Raiders game. So it's still incomplete, and uh, I, I think that's ultimately where we're at, right, uh, right now. I think early on, you know, we talked a lot about it uh, offensively. Uh, they, they were way behind the defense, and they looked bad, you know. Uh, it seemed like day after day after day, and it was kind of the same stuff that we've saw over here for the past six or seven years, right, since uh, Peyton walked out of the building. And I look now at where they where where they've gone to, where they how far they come here in the last three or four days, and I, I really 
Um, I like the direction they're heading, I think, offensively. Defensively, you know, we'll see. It's, it's, it's hard to tell. But I like where this offense is going right now and because they're progressing. And that's what we're hoping to see. We're hoping to see this offense progress. We're hoping to see Russ a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more accurate, a little bit more on time, on schedule, all of those things. And we've been seeing that. So credit to them. They have been improving. Um, and and that's, a, that's a good sign. Now, listen. I'm not telling you they're going to go in the first game against the Raiders and score, you know, 70. They'll just score 50 against the Raiders. They won't score 70. Just but, but then after that, uh, no, seriously, I, 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 just, I just, you know, a game time is a lot different. This offensive line's got to get better. It was a disaster. It was a mess. And that's, that's going to dictate a lot of this offense. But I think right now I am a lot more optimistic than what I was two weeks ago. As you were just talking and you were talking about you're seeing improvement and you like the way things are going, I am just praying on anything you can pray on that Mark Schlereth and Mike Evans are listening because it sounds to me, Stoke, like you're saying you're enjoying the process of what you're seeing. I am- For those just tuning in, this has been a battle going on for a few days about process versus results. So much more. I actually saw a news outlet do a story where they interviewed Mike Evans about getting bullied by you. Oh, on the air. I'm bullying Mike. You're bullying Mike. You darn right. And their I lack know. of respect over happens. the process. I'm not only bullying Mike, I'm bullying Mark too. <laughs> okay? I'm bullying both of those guys. That's what happens. Um no, I I, I just think like look, that's that's what we're hoping. And, and Zach and I Zach and I have said it um from day 1. Look, we're evaluating every single day. And when it's bad, it's bad. Then when you can see consecutive days that aren't very good, that's what we're going to say. And our hope was that we would see some improvement throughout camp. It was still early in camp. Usually the offense is a little bit behind the defense. And that was the case here. So it's getting better. Um, but ultimately, it is, it is about results. It's not about, you know, playing good football week eight, right, or week six offensively. Like, you got to be ready to go week one against, um, against the Raiders. So... Uh, but but they're moving. They're starting to move in the right direction, um, and 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 I'm I'm more optimistic than I've been in a while with this offense, and 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 hoping that we can see it, you know, translate to real games on the football field when it matters the most. But I, I got to tell you, I got to be just, you know, honest here about this offensive line. I mean, there there is some serious concerns here that if they're if the Broncos aren't able to consistently run the football and establish a running game that this thing could look ugly again. So this offensive line needs to show a lot of improvement on Saturday, right, and continue to show that improvement because if not, man, we're going to continue to see what we've been seeing around here. You just led me there, and I want to get to it in a second, of kind of my big question, and I guess my sort of big takeaway, if I was to put a, a label on training camp 2023, but I'm not letting you off the hook that easy. So if you're going to indulge me and everyone, uh, I'd like to spend a moment reading okay. uh, this story. From Barrett Sports Media headline, uh-huh. Mike Evans, colon, rest of 104.3, the fans' staff spent Tuesday coming at us. All right, let's get into the story. Mark Schlereth and Mike Evans are not panicking enough for their colleagues at 104.3, the fan. The morning duo said Wednesday that they spent most of Tuesday being bashed on air for saying that there was some good to take out of the Broncos' first preseason game. They pointed to Brandon Stokely in particular. The midday host went on a rant, calling the morning duo... Soft and their standard for celebration has dropped because they are not worried about results. Schlereth pointed out that the Broncos were far and alone in scoring, were far from alone in scoring less than 20 points in their first preseason game. That inspired Evans to sarcastically declare that it will be the most boring year in NFL history. He and Schlereth can spend Sundays on the golf course instead of watching football. Quote, 
I don't even want to give you credit by calling it logic, but that is so flawed. Quote, said in response to audio of Stokely's critique. Quote, so let me ask you, when Sean Payton took over, what was everybody's immediate reaction as to what his biggest job was this year? Change the culture and fix Russell Wilson, yeah? Okay, at no point when everybody on the text line on our shows, when everybody was out there saying, yeah, you got to fix Russell Wilson, right? That's what Sean Payton is here to do first. I at no point ever, ever heard Stokely or Zach or DMAC or Nate Jackson ever. And please, guys, if you said it, I want to make sure to give you credit where you came out and said, I expect it to happen in week one or two of training camp. I expect this to be an offense that's just mowing them down. Yeah, I expect it. I believe it. I demand it will happen. Did anybody ever say that? Unquote. This is from Mike Evans. In his, oh, I've heard enough of Mike. In his rant. I respond? I'm, Sto- I'm no, respond. no, no. We're going to finish. Is, this is, in this his is, rant. This is too much. Stokely said the rest of the station only is asking for improvement. He said Said no one was demanding the 2023 Broncos be on par with the 2024 or 2004 Indianapolis Colts, one of the NFL's most prolific offenses in history. Slayer pointed out that in the first game of the 2004 preseason, even the Colts only scored seven port seven points. That drew a hearty laugh from Evans. Yeah, how many series Quote, did we play? How many this series is did we why play, Mark? occasionally the wolf pack needs to flex their muscles and just remind the sheep that they are sheep, unquote. End of story. That's an actual news story on the Internet right now. Yeah, makes, covering the makes Brandon no, Stokely. It makes no, it makes no sense um, because those guys, um, you know, when, when you when you watch preseason football, right, um, you know, you, you can look at it a couple different ways, obviously. What are you trying to accomplish? What's going on? Obviously, the Broncos are trying to accomplish a lot. And who was their opponent? Everything has, you know, um, a story to tell. Every game has a story to tell, right? And I don't remember who we played in our first game in 2004 uh, in, in a preseason game. I don't even remember how many series we played. I don't even know what our goal or our objective was in that football game. Well, I could tell you the Broncos' objective. The Broncos' objective was to get this stuff fixed in their preseason game against one of the worst teams that's going to be in the NFL that, you know, guys out there I'd never even heard of were out there, you know, getting sacks against Russell Wilson, hitting Russell Wilson, and, and making this offensive line look terrible. So, like, you, you have to be real about your analysis. And at some point you got to say it's got to get better. Uh, it's got to get better. And uh, that wasn't the case. Like, if you walked away from that game last Friday optimistic about this offense, then um, – you know, um, I got some land to sell you, a bridge to sell you in Arizona, whatever they say, Raj. I just think you have it's some oceanfront it's, property to there sell you us go. Here in there. Arizona. There I you go. Um, so I, I just think that, look, every game is a little bit uh, different, and every game is a one off. And who you play, all this stuff has context sure. to the story. And that's, you know, what Mike and Mark are, are not realizing here. And they're, they're passing out orange slices for an offense that looked bad. Who can watch that game and think that the Broncos' offense looked good? It was more of well, the same stuff. They're not saying it looked good. They're saying they're, that it's part How are of the they process. encouraged? Right. How are they encouraged by what they well, saw? I get it with game one. I'm the one that told Mike Evans that, hey, we all have to remember this is a new <laughs> offense at the war room, right? I'm the one that told those you're, guys. You're so, the one pounding. So, it's new. It's new. It's so new. let's be patient here. And I'm being patient, but at the same time, we only got a couple more weeks here before the party really gets started. And yeah. you can't be having Russell Wilson get hit 
over and over and over like he did against the Arizona well, Cardinals, which, which they don't project to have a good defense, Raj. Well, and this is part of the fun. Everybody's looking at it differently, and our analysis of Training Camp 2023 has been presented by ROX, Rocks, Heating, and Air, that we're all kind of seeing it differently. But I think we're all seeing one thing the same, and this is what I kind of alluded to a minute ago, Stoke. Of the big question of camp or the or the summer, however, you, if you were going to like like summarize it and wrap it up, I feel like collectively anybody who spent any time out here at training camp, and especially when you compound it with that preseason game, I'm going to go ahead and guess a majority of Broncos country, a majority, their biggest concern about this football team has shifted from the day training camp opened from Russell Wilson to the offensive line. Yeah, fair. Yes. And it should, right? Um, I think because, look, if Russ has time, and um, I think you'll see a, a, a good football player this year. I, I think you'll see a lot different Russ this year if you can protect him. But also you need to run the football, right? And if, if you if you can't do those things, like most quarterbacks, he's going to struggle, but he'll struggle more like he did last year. He needs those things. He's not Houdini anymore in the pocket. He's not going to be that guy that we saw in Seattle that, you know, you know, goes left, goes right, and, you know, throws on the run. He, he still has it last week against Chargers last still, year, so I'm rolling out still left, has some of, Yeah, he still has some of that athleticism, uh, but we won't see it consistently. We won't see that type of rust. Um, now, can he do it? Of course he can still do it, uh, but you're not going to be able to – you're not going to see that player game in and game out. Um, so you're going to have to be able to run the football and protect him, and that starts up front with the offensive line. And if they can do that – I feel very confident that Russ will be uh, a much better player this year. So it starts up front with the offensive Boy, line. I, I think we're getting that, Stoke, from even the most, you know, critical, uh, 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 you know, people of Russell Wilson that you'd heard going into the air, the, the D-Max in the world. Of, even there, been like, yeah, you know, I've seen enough from Russ. I think feel he's going to be better if that side of it is better. If in that, By that side, I mean the offensive line. If they don't correct the offensive line, I don't know if any of it matters. They're, 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 you're not going to be able to run the ball, right? You're not going to be able to block people. You're not going to be able to protect Russell Wilson. You're certainly not going to be playing with a lead. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a big deal. I mean, that's that's why they, Raj, that's why they poured so much money into the offensive line. Right. That tells you by their actions. That tells you how important the offensive line is and how important it is to Sean Payton's offense. Right, you're gonna have to rely on that offensive line to establish the line of scrimmage to run the football. So now, what can you do? Play action passing, and and you keep those defense alignment on their heels and not going forward all the time. And that's what happened last year when you're not a consistent running team and you can't um, and and defenders don't really you're not they're not scared of you running the football on them. They just pin their ears back and go get the quarterback. Right, and so we can tell early on. I think I can make a little bit of a. Uh, not so bold prediction that this offensive line, their strength has to be running the football. They're, they're, they're not gonna, their strength is not going to be pass pro, pass protection. So, um, you know, that's that's just gonna what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to establish the run, but everything starts up front, obviously. So in fairness to Mark, I'll stick up a little bit for Mark here in that, and I agree with you, they, they're going to have to run the ball. What we're seeing at training camp, and what we're seeing in in the preseason game, we have not seen that. Well, the people we that come to practice, what they're seeing, what Correct. we're seeing. Correct. Like, Correct. The ones that there are the ones that come. I didn't see those guys today, by the way. Did you see them out there? I didn't see them. I, I didn't either. Uh, interesting. 
Boy, you are just petty. I mean, I mean, there is no well, knife. Well, not like, like, like if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna call me out and my partner <laughs> out, well, you got to come to practice and watch it. Maybe they were there. You didn't see him. It's, it's a big crowd. Could have blended right in. Mike Evans could have been wearing a. Mike Evans. Know, he could have been the guy saw the Trevor Simeon jersey. He can't in. blend in anywhere with that head of his. So he was not. <laughs> that would, I was wondering I how long it would take to cross. I can tell and, you. And then it would have had him cross. The offensive line thing. Training camp practices they, they don't feel conducive to running the ball. I'm not mauling people at practice. That's not what I saw today, and I don't think that's what most people have seen at practices. And then obviously in the game, you know, last week, yeah, I mean, they ran the ball but a couple times, but it didn't feel like it was this intent to go out and just maul you. It felt like they were working on things. Yes. Are we being a little too harsh on the offensive line without having that at their disposal of that real threat of, hey, you know, we might just run the ball three, four straight times on you and set up a play action. Yeah, no, I think that's a good question, but no, no. Like, what are we doing here? We're talking about NFL football. Those guys are going out there to to play in a game and establish something, and it wasn't good enough. So, obviously, look, it it can change a lot from from last week to this week. Uh, if they're able to run the ball, what's the point of emphasis? You're always trying to work on different things offensively, um, you know, in, in preseason games. So, Sounds like a process. Um, no, no, I, I, it's, it's, you got it's, it's about results, and you got to get the job done. And then the next week, what do you do? What does it look like? But this offensive line, um, obviously, like when you watch training camp practices, um, it is really hard to evaluate the running game. Because you're not tackling guys to the ground. Correct. Right? And that's what you see from these running backs is can they break tackles, all of these different things. It makes a big difference. Is that a two-yard gain or is it a six-yard gain? That's a, that's a huge difference. And you can't tell in training camp practice. That's just the way it is. The only time you can yes. do it is during preseason games. So that's now what we have to evaluate. the style of running game they want to do, Stoke, this isn't um – you know, Pat Shermer, we're going to be in the shotgun with three receivers and try to catch them off guard with a run play. Like, they're planning on trying to be more of a power running team with a power running back and Javante Williams and a, another bigger back in Piran. It, it doesn't project itself well. Yeah, no, that's... see out here. Well, well, right, and that's, you know, that that's something that we've we've said. You know, evaluating this offensive line is, you know, you're not, you're not seeing it out here at practice, obviously, but in games, you got to see it. Right, that's the only time that you can do it. Right. And if you're not doing it in the game, then what am I going to left to 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 evaluate? Um, I got to go off what I see. It just wasn't good enough last week. Obviously, in the in the pass pro, the running game did get better. Right, it mm-hmm. did get better. Uh, and hopefully, with McGlinchey coming back, maybe it, it will improve a lot. But I want to see this line uh, really get after people. I hope that Sean Payton uh, puts a. Um, uh, a high emphasis on running the football and trying to establish a run because I think that's what this offense is going to be predicated off of in that play-action passing game. And now that helps the offensive line in pass protection, right, because the defenders are a little bit more on their heels. Ross Sharon in for Zach Bye today who's on assignment with Stokely and Zach. We're out here at the DenverSports.com zone right across the street. He's on the, the training golf camp. course. He's on assignment. That's not the, that's not assignment. That's not the assignment. What's the magic for me? You just said you hope Sean Payton relies on the rant. We, we, we we're like kind of assuming he's going to do it based on the cold. What does it actually look like, Stoke? Is this a, a 50-50 balance team that runs the ball just as much as they throw it? I think I think every game, you know, is a one-off, right? I think you go into a game and you always want to establish a run. You do. Uh, you want to be a phys- you want to be physical up front, especially especially with Russell and what happened last year. I mean, that that's going to be so important to this team. So, I think uh you know, you would like to be a well-balanced uh, offense, but it's every game takes a life of its Feels own. Just like every coordinator says that going in, hey, right. we want to run the ball, yes. run the ball, and then they can't wait to bail on it half the time. 
exactly. How do they avoid well, doing that? Well, here? We, we, we got a veteran coach, and we got a coach that's been through the fires. But you're, you're going to look up sometimes and be like, oh, it's 70-30, 80-20 uh, past the run. I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. Um, it depends on what kind of game is it. You know, are you behind early? Are you ahead? Do you have the lead in the second half where you're trying to grind it out? Or are you playing from behind? All that matters a lot um, when when you get into a game, and you have to adjust. But, yeah, everyone would like to be 50-50 or more like probably 60-40 run to pass. I mean, that's what you would like to do. But, you know, that's just it's you know, that's not always the case in an NFL game. Now we're talking about running the ball. We're talking about the offensive line, because I think just again from watching it, it, it feels like such a key. But yet that focus continues to shift to Russell Wilson. And we know now we've heard from enough people that were at practice yesterday that Russ looked really, really good. And he's put together some good days of practice. And there were some uh, is it fair for me to say there were some moments against the Cardinals. There were some moments from Russ to where. Sure. The story going into this camp was, was fix Russ, right? Yeah. What's the story? Fix Russ. Is Russ fixed? No, we can't Is go there fixed? yet. We, you can't, know? we can't go are, there or, yet. Or are uh, we just like, hey, like the, look, the glue is kind of together and at least it's holding. We're, we're not confident it's going to continue to I, hold. I mean, when, when, you, when it was as bad as it was last year, it's going to take more than four offensive series to say someone's fixed, right? And... I'm uh, that that's just the way it's going to be. It's going to take more than, you know, going out against Vegas and playing uh, one good football game before we say, okay, he's fixed. I mean, I've seen quarterbacks go out in the opener and play really good football games and then, you know, not do anything the rest of the year. So this is going to be a a constant evaluation week in and week out of Russell Wilson. But no, we we can't go there yet. It's gotten better, uh, certainly. But come on. I'm not watching Peyton Manning out there, okay? So I, I think we need to pump our brakes. The bar has gotten so low around here for quarterback play that, you know, you go out there and you have a solid practice and, you know, we're ready to give you the MVP oh, award around we're, we're here. We're thrilled so. at that point after a day. Hey, before we before we get out of this, I, I want you to tell this story because this just popped in my head. So we're talking about preseason games and Peyton Manning. I remember Peyton Manning's first preseason game as a Denver Bronco. Yeah, I've told it. I've told. I've I want to hear it again. It. I just told it. I, I just told it, it a few days ago. Well, tell it again. God, I've told it like three times. Tell it you, again. Are you not listening to my I show? I am listening. I want you to tell it again. Well, I know I'll the be, story. I, I want you to tell look, it again. I ran the wrong route. He threw an interception, <laughs> and he wasn't happy. Against the Bears. I don't care uh, about that. I care about practice the next day. Yeah, the, the practice, the, the, you know, a couple of days later, um, <laughs> it was I, I ran a five-yard under like a thousand times and had to continue to do it um, just so he could prove a point, um, obviously. So that, that so. feels like process to me. I think my, if Mike Evans were sitting here, he'd say, Stokes, sounds like process. Uh, sounds like you guys were working uh, through a process. You're trying to confuse me. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Rod Sharon in for Zach By. It's Stokely and Zach live from... Training camp 2023 in the DenverSports.com zone. Last day of it. Last time we're going to be out here. Thanks to our friends from Con Construction, a commercial general contractor specializing in tenant improvement and design build projects for over three decades. That's Con K A H N Construction.com. We, we've spent so much time talking about Russ and, and, and rightfully so, the offensive line. One of the other big stories as we put a bow on training camp today was the injuries. I want to know now that, you know, we've seen some of the minor injuries, some of the major major injuries, which one might hit the hardest and how much is it going to affect the team? We'll tackle that when we get back. Live 
from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built Ford Tough. With Brandon Stokely across the street from training camp here for our final day in the DenverSports.com zone. Thanks to our friends over with Ford F-150 Lightning, all electric, built Ford Tough, and it's been powering the broadcast. I'm going to miss that truck, Stoke. That's a, that's a sharp-looking truck. I'm going to miss this DenverSports.com zone. It's It's been a fun spot for us to be out here during camp, and, you know, one of the big storylines going into camp, you know, coming out of camp last year was the injuries. So I'm curious now this year, as we look at the injuries, and there were major ones like uh, Tim Patrick, you know, immediately jumps to mind, K.J. Hamler, major, major injuries. We had kind of that, that meaty middle, you know, like a McGlinchey of, hey, we're here, and he might be back by the by the opener. And then you just have your He'll common, be back. He'll you, know, be back. you know, nicks and cuts and bruises and dudes missing days here and there. Before I get to a specific name, just in general, you were so critical a year ago of the way training camp was conducted. This year, looking at how it was conducted, how do you feel about it? And do you think that that possibly contributed to there not being as many major, major injuries this year? No, no. I just think it's football. Like, sometimes you're lucky, sometimes you're unlucky, really. Like, you, you put a lot of resources into it, and you try to, you know, educate the players as much as possible about doing the little things of maintaining and, um, and uh, you know, after-practice stuff, massages, all these things to try to help you avoid certain things. But some of it's unavoidable. It's football. Right, I mean, you're, you're falling. You're well, getting it always says 100% uh, injury rate. Yeah, you're, you're, like you're gonna day. you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna have injuries. I think a lot of it's just luck, um, and you just hope that you don't lose key guys. But you got to go out there and get ready to play football, and this is how you do it. Like the Denver Broncos are doing it, right? This is the best that you can do, pretty much in 2023 to get ready to play football. Um, and last year was a joke, obviously, with uh, the approach. And but this year, I feel much better. I feel much better about camp and how they're going about their business, how they're working. Uh, this is what you got to do to to try to win football games consistently in the NFL. Now, injuries are going to happen, right? I mean, it just is. Everyone across the league, uh, every team is dealing with some injuries. You just hope that you don't lose guys like Tim Patrick, you know. Right. And it, it's just part of it. And um, So, with that, I'll ask you a semi-loaded question. I'll give you my answer first, then I want to hear yours. Because I'm going to factor everything into it. Because it's easy, because I'm going to ask you which injury you think is the most impactful. It's easy to say Tim Patrick, because he's going to be out for the longest period of time for the whole season. But could I factor in my head, well, look, it's going to be a run first team. They seem to have a lot of receivers. Am I maybe more concerned about something like Justin Simmons, even though it's not a he's quote-unquote out for a period of time, it's like a day-to-day thing, but I'm like, man, a groin injury, could that linger all season? He's one of our best players. He's one of the most important guys uh, on the team. Or McGlinchey, someone we threw all this money at. Or quite frankly, even though it's a recovery from injury last year, Garrett Bowles, does he look all the way back? Is there someone that stands out to you as being particularly alarming or concerning on the injury front? Not really, no. Uh, I see McGlinchey out there, and he's walking around, moving around fine, and, and he's been that way since, like, the day after he hurt his knee. And if your knee is, you know, a, a big issue, guess what? You're not going to be out on the field walking around. You're going to be in the training room getting treatment. So I feel comfortable with him that we'll see him back here um, pretty soon. Uh, Simmons? Once again, uh, 
yeah, you, you're worried about the soft tissue injuries, but they're going to take it slow with him. They know how important he is. And he's been out a while now, it feels yeah. like. And I see him on the side. He looks good. Again, he's walking around. He's doing all that yeah. work with the weight coaches and, me, and the trainers. Like he needs the practice. He's a great player. Right. Just, I just don't, you don't want it to linger all year. He's too important no. for the team. And that's always a concern um, with, with these injuries. And I've had them, and some of them have lingered, and some of them ha- haven't. So, But I think the approach from this team is going to be taking it very, very slow yeah. with Justin Simmons. And, and that's what you're seeing from him. And I, I hopefully. He is all good. He's a veteran player, so he's probably not going to try to rush back into and get into a preseason game or practice. And but he looks good walking around doing everything that he's been doing. So I'm not overly concerned with uh, his prospects of you know not being ready week one. You just like you said, that is a concern with any of these types of injuries that they reoccur during the season. Can I give you a low key one? Probably not on many people's radars, but I'm pretty bummed about Riley Moss, the rookie corner. Riley Moss, who uh, had the uh, hernia, you know, he's going to be out for a few weeks. I know the Broncos thought really highly of him, you know, considering where they picked him. It's a position where the Broncos look kind of thin at cornerback, and I was kind of excited to see if he was going to push for that starting position. Yeah, um, but he's a rookie, you know, so my expectations were still really low. You know, now he's just a rookie last year, so it's not like he's trying to unseat someone with all this experience. No, um, but, you know, rookies, you just never know. You just never know what you're going to get. That, that's so why I'm disappointed. That's my, I want to see what right, he's going to do. Of course. My, my expectations were that he wasn't going to play a whole lot um, of defense for the right. Broncos this year. We might see him doing special teams, and, and we still could, right? But, I mean, it's a big setback uh, for him to miss all this all this practice time and all this time uh, during camp. Get the, back healthy. It's a long season. Get another, just get back healthy. Another right? low-key one for you. Another low-key one for you. I felt like every day when uh, I'd be over here kind of manning it during uh, the Players Club and you guys would come back over, anybody stand up, everybody kept telling me Brandon Johnson, Brandon Johnson, Brandon, and then he got yeah. hurt. Yeah. And again, it's not problem. a huge name guy or anything like that, but hey, you know, I heard, you know, you were talking to Zach yesterday, they need a slot receiver on this team. And I'm like, hey, did they finally find a slot receiver? And now. Yeah, when Brandon Johnson's not that guy. Um, but what he, what he would have been was he would be the outside guy and then you'd bump Judy down in there. For the most part, right? And, and so you can see Judy playing outside and some inside with Brandon Johnson. And, yeah, it's just it, yeah, that one is. It's a bummer because it looked like he had a great chance to be that, you know, that third wide uh, that would move outside and probably they Judy would Judy move. In the, yes. Yeah. You think Judy uh, but, can do it? Can oh, yeah. I know slide. he can. I know he can. Um, I, I, I know that. So uh, I just think he needs more, a little bit more reps in there. You think and, he'd want to do it? Um, yeah, so they, is that like insulting? And I don't know, insulting. Sorry, we're oh, like scary. It's of, insulting. You're, you're talking to a third receiver. I'm not talking yeah, to yes, you. Yes, I, I mean, like, like you're like it's insulting. No. I'm like that was that's what I did my whole career. Not, not you, not, 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 not you. Yes, I'm talking about the guy who is the top 15 pick who oh, goes okay, and creates okay, social media okay. videos attacking Mike Evans. No, because he's on Mike the Evans field. The bus. So is he gonna? Oh, you guys want me to be a slaw guy now? I thought I was gonna be outside catching any yard no, touchdowns. No, but he's gonna do both. He's gonna be doing both. Um, he, he's going to be outside. When, when we go two wide, it's going to be Judy and Sutton, right? And then when we go three wides, he'll bump down inside, and, and Brandon Johnson would go outside. Um, I think that's more opportunities in there uh, for him and, and, a, and a way to kind of take your game to the next level, right? I can do both things. You want to be a valuable. You want to get a new yeah. contract, all those things. Hey, go ahead and show a team that you can do both things, and now you become even more valuable. But to Brand, get back to the Brandon Johnson injury, it stinks for him yeah. because these are important reps. That a young football player that uh, obviously this coaching staff liked a lot because he was getting a lot of reps with the first group, all of a sudden is missing all this time. So now what? 
you're looking at, you know, all these other guys getting these opportunities, and, and you're seeing Mim start to get a much more opportunities than these other wide receivers, and now they, they pass him up, and, and you become, you know, like an afterthought uh, because you, you had this injury. So he needs to get back out on the field quickly. 303-713-1043 is the RamosLaw.com text line. This RamosLaw.com texter still don't get the Simmons hype. He's good, nothing special. He looked pretty special to me with six interceptions last year. And yeah, maybe it stands out because it's not a great team, but right. I think they're going to need Justin Simmons playing at a high level. Of course. Um, look, he's really good. I mean, yeah. he's really, really good. Uh, what do you want him to do? Right. <laughs> he's uh, special. He, he just does a lot of uh, things really good. You know, he's not a big hitter, uh, but he, he can cover. He's a ball hawk. Uh, he finds ways to get interceptions, and he's a veteran player. So um, you got to appreciate a guy like that. Uh, is he? Is, he's not Ed Reed or Troy Palomalo, but this guy's a really good player. So I think I think that's how most Broncos country feels. That must be a Raiders fan there. This RamosLaw.com texter, put your name on it so we can give you some credit. Morning shows got Stoke. I think he's just mad he missed on his props during the preseason game. Uh, I did. I, <laughs> I had to under. I had to under. Vance defense couldn't stop him. Um, and Sean Payton should have called a timeout right there before the uh, last play. I mean, that's what you should have done to make sure everybody was on the same page. And oh and he uh, he didn't do that. So yeah, I'm, I'm I was a little bit uh, bitter about that. But uh, Mark and Mike, you know, of all people that you thought would be like, hey, what are the results? Like we're about results. You know, it's about like, did you win? Did you play good? Um, you know, they, they, they've changed. I don't know what happened to those guys in the morning, but, hey, it is what it is. There's the, the big dogs are on the block now, and we are working the afternoon shift. So we'll keep it real, and we'll hold people accountable. That's what we'll do. And, and we'll let them just give out orange slices. And we're doing it for the final time. This is it. This year from the DenverSports.com zone across the street. It's been fun. Camp. It's like, you know, it's, it's like when I played. Well, you, you, you're kind of ready. ready you're ready. You're ready, ready for care to be over. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to be back in an air-conditioned uh, building. I'm ready to not be out here with Rock and Roll Brian at like 4.30 yeah. in the morning. setting. It's a great setup. It's a great setup. Well, we've had a great time uh, out here at Training Camp 2023. And uh, one of our great friends we want to thank is the Randy Ross Tennis Center. They've been tremendous, very hospitable uh, for us during our time out here at Training Camp. The head coach has spoken. And I wonder if we're going to get an update on Javante Williams' status going into the second preseason oh. game. We'll hear from Sean Payton when we come back. Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built Ford Tough. Brock Sharon in for Zach by today, along with Brandon Stokely, on the final day of training camp 2023, where our analysis has been presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. And the head coach, Sean Payton, is taken to the podium. Any questions? Sean, about Marvin Mims. Saturday? Yeah, he's had a good week. He'll play. Um, and I, I think he's had a really good week. He's healthy. When you have a couple of running backs, like your first two guys, and then you average really them. Yeah, I mean, historically, I've been fortunate to have been, I don't know, people say he runs a dual back system. I, I just think there's a lot of attrition on a runner in our league. And so over the years, we've had kind of a joker player and Bush and Sproles, Camara. Those guys are running backs. 
and yet they do some other things in the passing game that you know that give them that tag um so you could call a change of pace type player um certainly mclaughlin's one of those candidates where he's a different style runner um you know all these guys that are healthy are going to play in this game i think um javon will be somewhere around 10 to 12 plays. Yeah. So his vision was was clean and clear in New Orleans. It's the same here. You know, he was a four-core special teams player there, and he's in really good shape. Um, you know, he, he's played running back. Now he's going to run till the glass breaks. You know, that's his style. But, um, but he is someone we think can come in and compete and then compete for a role in the kicking game. I, I don't know. I don't know that we'll see him. You know, it's been a minute since he's been playing. We'll, we'll probably limit his snaps in this game. Yeah, somewhere between 20 and 24 plays. Yeah, I'm all for that. <laughs> Say it again. Yeah, I'm going to be smart. He's not going to get 20 plays. I think I just in a perfect game, I'd like to see him get three or four carries. You know, maybe a pass and and um, just get him going. Oh, the situationally, you know, there, there's things relative. Vance mentioned tackling. Um, you know, there's a there's a handful of things. Um, we're playing a good running offense this week. You know, certainly it's a team that year in and year out runs it as well as anyone in our league. So um, we'll get challenged in that way. I to that point about San Francisco. I'm not sure if they're going to play the stars or not, but what do you want to see from your starting offense this week? Yeah, you, you know, you want to see the execution. Um, you know, you want to see a flow and a rhythm to the game. And ultimately, you want to see touchdowns. I mean, you know, that that's the main objective when you're playing on offense. Um a little bit better in protection. Um, just a lot of the details that, that we looked at from a week ago. You've done this a long time, Coach. When you deal with young players, they, sometimes they start doing the numbers game, there's anxiety starting their head. Is that part of kind of the Darwinism of the NFL? Who handles that the best? And kind of just... Yeah, I think that gets back to finding guys with grit and toughness. and um, that's, that's a trait. That's a valuable trait. You know, um, and so, you know, being able to block out all the noise and still perform and, and, and feel like you did your best, I, I think. Now, the first element of doing that is knowing what to do, you know, like knowing cold what to do so that you can go play fast. Um, I think that's important. When you have players who really are kind of low in that chart do well in that first how important is it to see them do that again? Yeah, I... Listen, I, it, it all gets evaluated. We talk about it twice a week. We update it, how they're doing, and um, you, you begin to formulate opinions. And someone asked the other day, is it more game? Is it more practice? And I'm, I'm, honestly, I think it's the whole body of work. You know, uh, when we were in school, we had quizzes and we had tests, and the game would be a test. But, you know, if you messed around on a bunch of quizzes like I used to, then the test was important because you didn't do well on the quizzes. It all, it's all part of the equation. Is that why winning actually matters in preseason? It, it does matter. Um, and it's a mindset, and it's, you know, 
Now, you have to be able to get the evaluations done, but um, it would have been a better feeling last week, you know, if, if we had won that game, and I probably would have been a little cheerier in the postgame presser. So I think it matters. Yeah, look, he's he's been a great asset. He's smart. Um, he's it's unusual to get a player. We have two. He and Chris that are literally playing a year ago and now coaching. Um, man, he's prepared. Um, I'm really impressed with his teaching ability and his style. He's organized. Um, and I think that it's invaluable for the quarterbacks. You know, you, you have someone who who actually understands it. And we have a number of guys that are in the quarterback meeting, but on a daily basis, he, he's been really good. And uh, I told the story after he finished with his interview. You know, you kind of get in this routine of an interview. All right, let's get him to the airport and the next one. And then I'm sitting there talking to George and, and I'm, thinking to myself, why are we letting him leave, you, you know, and I know better. And so we called him up, we called the driver up and brought him back and hired him. And I'm um, glad we did that. Is camp over? No, I think it's, no. We have a whole week next week. Okay. Check it out at a hotel, we're staying at a hotel. Yeah, some of the vets, you know, I'll allow, but we're in camp still and there's no light even. At the end of the tunnel, it's dark. <laughs> what can you say about your new acquisition, Dwayne Washington? I think I just said it. But anyway, good special teams player. Um, really can run. Um, five years. You know, he made his, earned his spot in the kicking game as an undrafted free agent. He's in good shape. He's big. He's physical. Kind of a slash downhill type runner. Um, that's what I'd say. What areas have you seen the most growth in Russell over these last Man, his movement skills uh, have been impressive. So his off-schedule plays, every practice, you know, you, you see an example, one or two, and, and it really forces the receivers then to get in concert. You know, if you're not open in the initial route progression and the pocket moves one way, you got to move with it. Um, his, his location's been really good. I, I think the last week and a half, two weeks have been um, really impressive. I haven't yet. I haven't yet. We'll talk at some point this week. Uh, how much of Devontae playing beyond just a physical test is practical for pass protection? Yeah, look, both he and P. Ryan are, are real good in that area. Um, I think more than anything, it, it's, you know, someone coming off an injury like that of, of, you know, kind of getting back on the horse again and playing not only physically but mentally. Um, I'm not as worried about whether he's in pass pro or not as much as just, you know, it's a grass field. It'd be good to see his uniform a little dirty and, and him feeling a little bit better about the second game and, and you know, kind of getting back out there. Yeah, listen, yeah, we're, we're going to have a real good protector. Uh, P. Ryan's real good. Uh, obviously, Javante is, and we'll, especially on those downs of third down. We'll we'll, um, we'll make sure that's solid. There All right, thank you, guys. There we go from Sean Payton today from his press conference. Stoke um, talked a little bit about this preseason game coming up here, the second one against San Francisco. I was just kind of going through my notes here, but uh, the one that stood out the most to me is Javante Williams 
is going to play. Yeah. This is a dude we were like, is he going to be ready for week one of the regular season? He's playing in preseason games. What do you think? I love it. If you're healthy and you're ready to go and you've been practicing, let's play. Like, what are we doing? Right? Let's go. I mean, this is it's important to, to be ready to play football week one, right? That's that's important game, isn't it, Raj? I think it's really important. I do, too. So let's get our guys ready to play if you're healthy. And he's healthy. He's been out there. He looks great. So why not play? Right? Give him. I love the I love the um, the, 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 the pitch count. I love the philosophy here. Hey, 10 to 12 plays, you know, three or four carries. Perfect. Let him get a couple hits. Yes, maybe a pass to get him going. Yeah, let him get a couple hits. Let him get tackled. Let him get some pass protection. All these different things, right? I mean, I've been in these situations where I missed a lot of time the year before. I want to get out there and play a little bit so I can take a deep breath so the anxiety's down a little bit that first game of the season, right? And we want – Javante's a big part of this team. And, you know, we if he's healthy enough to play against, against the Raiders, I mean – Let's let's get him ready to play, and and, and he's looked healthy. So I, you know, let's we don't need to, you know, bubble wrap everyone in today's society. Right? That's just like in, in football players, basketball players. If you're ready, you're ready. Let's roll. And that's I love that that, that approach from Sean Payton. How about Sean Payton? Camp's not done. It's it's done I for the fans. It. Uh, it's done for us across the street today at 3 right. o'clock at the NumberSports.com zone. But the players, there is no light. It's just dark. That's what he said. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. No it's just dark. Again, like we're trying to build a culture here, a different culture than what's been going on, right? And that's why last week winning the game would have been nice, right? It would have been um, nice to get that W and finish that thing off. Whatever. Didn't do it. Um, cost me my under. Uh, but I'm, 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 I'm over it. I'm over it, Raj. Uh, sound like you're over But, it. hey. Guys, we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work still to accomplish here in camp. So it's not over. We're still grinding. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. Again, love that approach from Sean Payton. Let's keep grinding, men. Let's keep going. It, it, it's not you over yet. It's going to be over. I'm going to miss these cars honking at us. I know, I man. We, it's we've been had, fun. It's we've, been fun. Look, we've had uh, so many great listeners go by and, and honk the horn, and we did have an 8-year-old throw us the bird yesterday, which was a first. It was. We also had a dude come over, and he was mad that Zach wasn't here because he wanted to give him grief. But Zach's on yeah. assignment today. Yeah. Assignment, if assignment's the golf course, uh, yeah, that's where <laughs> Zach is. Uh, but he did. He did. He, from Wyoming. Yeah. Him and his son and a buddy, uh, shout out to them. So um, saw them at practice, and they came by over nah, here. But he wanted, yeah, he wanted to give Zach some business. He did, he did. It's been so fun. And, offer, and we couldn't have done bye. it without our friends from Con Construction, ge- uh, commercial general contractor, specializing in tenant improvement and design build projects for over three decades. That's Con, K-A-H-N, construction.com, a, a, a wonderful host for us here at the NeverSports.com zone. Yeah, great people right across the street uh, from training camp. Uh, Stoke, before we, I got something else I want to go to off of Sean Payton, but I, I'd be remiss, and uh, you've probably heard this on the station the last few days, that we've been uh, trying our best to make our, yeah. do our part here in Denver with what's going on in Maui. It's just terrible, and obviously everybody here in Colorado, we're very, very familiar, unfortunately, with what wildfire damage can do. So our company, Bonneville's launched a fundraiser to help the people in Maui. If you go to denversports.com, it's right at the top of the page. You'll see a link to the Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund with 100% of the donations going to the Hawaii Community Foundation serving Maui. Again, Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund. Just go to denversports.com. It's right at the top. Sean Payton, I just think, tips something off in a really, really good way for a young player trying to make this football team. And I'll tell you who when we get back.